Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. What does an 85-year-old woman have between her legs that a young woman doesn't? Oh, my Whoa. God. Jeez, oh, I don't want to picture that. What? Her tits. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that joke. Welcome to the Big Bad Broadcast, dude. (laughs) Thank you, Tommy Chong, and welcome to the Big Bad Broadcast. The danger, spooky, stuck ones. And we got a great cast for you today. We have Mike Grief. Oh, let me tell you something. I can feel the ear in the air today. It's just spooky, man. It's just, it's just cosmically spooky. <laughs> Craig Mitchell. Yeah, Mike, Mike feels the ear in the air. I guess Evander Holyfield's going to be stopping by. That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, then I'd be feeling the ear in the mouth. That's right, the ear. I feel the ear in the mouth. <laughs> What's happening, Johnny boy? Did Tyson bite on somebody's ear too? Yeah, Evander Holyfield. Yeah. Oh yeah, Evander Holyfield. Yeah, you got to keep. I up, told you that was my favorite line ever on one of those young comedians shows. Um, Jeffrey Ross was doing his thing, <laughs> and he's t- and um, oh god, I just went blank. Um, okay, time Tyson for the it's time for the like Alzheimer this. medicine. Yeah, they're rolling, 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 rolling. Okay. Let's start over. So no. Tyson. <laughs> Tyson goes, Jeffrey Ross, you are so unfunny that halfway through you said I want to chew my own ears off. <laughs> well, you can't blame Mike Tyson because Evander Holyfield did have cauliflower ears. Thank Ooh. you. Oh. I, I mean, and, he and, he was, and you got to remember, Randy Holyfield was well-seasoned. Well-seasoned. Oh, hey, oh, talk about your puns. God. I'm working yeah. on my puns for Craig. I love puns. Yes. So what are we? What are we doing? What are we going? Right, what is so happening? So a couple of things in the news we got to discuss. Oh yeah, some oh, weird boy. stuff. Good. Um, good. so I read in the paper that last Sunday, <laughs> I don't know why what? this is funny. John Reed, guy in Titusville, right near NASA. That's funny, right now, there, Titusville. Titusville, and you know what's even funnier? On my GPS, it goes, "Welcome to Titusville." <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were going to say Titusville. I gotta go. <laughs> I wonder if Chris Titus lives there. That'd be oh, cool. man. And, um, but anyway, this guy came out and there was a dead skydiver on his front lawn. Uh, wow. Wait, wait a minute. Fucking Amazon, man. You know? Jeez. Skydiver. <laughs> <laughs> you can order anything on Amazon, huh? He did get there overnight, though. I mean, <laughs> they don't know what happened. Um, this is. What, so what, what was he like? What did he jump out of nothing? Somebody must have known where he came from. Well, there's from. an airfield near there. The guy was in his like 60s. They said the chute had opened. Everything looked everything looked good, except he was dead. Except and, the, he was dead. and the police, <laughs> great the form. Police, he had great form. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was like, and the police, 
<laughs> the he stuck the said, landing crate. The police said it was an accident. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no, it was an on purpose. Oh, he really stuck that landing, man. Oh, man. And the only evidence they have is somebody's ring doorbell picked up the reflection of the guy right before he hit the ground. So you know what's funny? It's like if that would have happened now, you know how on Halloween everyone put shit in their lawn? I everyone would have just driven by thinking it was just a fucking Halloween decoration. Dead guy I in know. the lawn, you know. Goody wasn't hanging out of a tree or something. Did you, you know what his last words were? Ah! <laughs> no, hold my beer. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I got this. I got and the other thing, might... just as funny as that. Oh, if, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Can you say something, Craig? Well, no, I was going to say oh. that ah, reminds me of an old Richie Manorini joke. Let's move on. <laughs> what do you mean move on? He's what a the friend joke? of the show. I do remember. What was the joke? Uh, well, you, my dad. Uh, my dad got hit by a train. Oh, what did they do before that? Oh, he went. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um. They, no, uh, I love Menervini. He called me a pussy on friggin' Facebook, though. So, <laughs> really? So, Ron DeSantis is in the news again for not, you know, Florida's in a really bad state right now because it is a bad state. He, yeah, because Ron DeSantis is the governor. That's why. Right, it's right, in a bad right. State. But here's the thing you know, the travel advisory about not coming to Florida. Yeah. Um, if you're LGBT, GTO. LBGTO um, muscle car, gay muscle car, LBGTO, and uh, or they added a couple of new. They added a couple of new letters now, right? I didn't know LGBT. Craig, Craig, do me a favor, please. When you have the next, you know, uh, uh, L meeting? whatever the meeting, yeah, can you please recommend that they form those letters to make some? There's got to be a word you can form out of that shit. I can't go to those meetings because I'm in arrears. <laughs> oh it, uh, no! Uh, no, it, um, it, it, I don't even know what they are. I I, I just do LGBTQ plus. Uh, you know, like it's like it's like it's HBO Max. That's what it sounds like. Well, here's the story. HBO Max. It's here's gay a, people Max. Here's the story. Ron DeSantis is such a racist bigot, and. You know, and he's so anti-gay. In fact, he has a law that which tells me is. that he's probably secretly closeted gay. You know, you know those saying? boots. He's definitely gay. You saw okay. the white boots. You know he's gay. Come okay, on. Okay, well, anyway, listen Bat to this. this is a story about his boots. He's more than just happy. Okay, so right now Disney is at an all-time low. They've never ever offered discount tickets or right. a reduction in the hotels. They say that it's empty. People are afraid to come to Florida, and. You know, he he took four hundred and thirty-six million dollars of taxpayers' money to yeah. fight Disney, which is the biggest employer of the state of Florida, and he's the governor. They're and also afraid. They're also afraid skydivers are going to fall on their heads. Right. You know right. what? And you don't fuck with the mouse. That's the word. Oh, you the don't mouse. mess with the oh. mouse. Well, here's the funniest part of this whole story. Ron DeSantis, right now, look it up online. It's all over social media. They he's he's registered as five nine. They say that he's probably not 5'9". He says he's 5'9". Yeah. But he wears cowboy boots with a three-inch heel, and then inside it, he has a four-inch lift. Okay, now and we know what's going shoes on. Look like, his shoes look like elf shoes. The toes <laughs> curl up because there's he's, no feet. There's no he's, meat in the toes. He's got the little guy complex. You know what but I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I'll tell you, what, you know, John, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 6'1". I was 280 pounds. I, I can't even tell you how many times I've had these little guys that got something to prove. 
that I've had to kick across a field like a football, you know, because it's like, you know, they want to play tough. You can't play tough. Bang. All right, you're tough. There you go. That's why you don't work with Danny DeVito anymore. That's it. No, but, it's because because he, he came up to here. You know, it's fucking easy to get a blowjob from Dan. No, oh, wow. <laughs> Bring the bell. Your, Bring the bell. We we were you high. You can rest your beer in his head. You were high anyway. It's, it's all they, in his book, and he kept anyway, calling you Rhea. <laughs> they um yeah, so it's all over the fact that he wears these like like women's wedge boots inside. But I mean, De Niro's the other one. Have you ever seen his shoes? He yeah, looks but, like he's well, wearing Frankenstein. Well, if he's you if you look if you look at most movies, I'm talking about all, but most but of these De movie stars, most of these movie stars are, and I don't know why, but a lot of them are little guys. And it's this goes back to the day, you know, they used to stand a lot of the movie stars on a box when they do a scene because they were yeah, too yeah. short for the leading lace. So I want to, except for guys like John John Wayne was like huge. He was only John like Wayne. six one or two, but yet he's he six, was four. six four. I mean, he was a monster compared to I most of the other. I don't think he ever wore. Four inch lifts in his cowboy. Tom Cruise is five seven. No, he never yeah. wore. So anyway, that's the big news on Ron DeSantis: his lifts and his boots, and it's really funny. And uh, the other funny story in Florida <laughs> is is okay. So we've talked about the villages. Yeah, the villages has the highest. This is an over as, fifty five uh, community yes, villages. Yes. Right? Well, yeah. You know, as my friend says, they're over fifty five when they open. That was 20 years ago. Now they're over 75. <laughs> you know, that's always the appeal. Well, it's over 55. Yes. My friend lives in over 55, and there isn't anybody in there 90 because it opened 30-something years ago. But anyway, yeah. he um, – so the Villages has got really some kinky shit going on. Like, if they put pineapples in front of their house upside down, it means they're swingers. If they yeah. leave their garage doors half that's, open. That's not just the villages. I think that's a uh, universal Yeah, but it's, I think it apparently started in the villages. That's what I wow. heard. Anyway, there's a guy in the villages. Hey, look at these. These old fucking people are getting laid more than we are. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean. So does, when they leave the pineapple upside down, do you just expect people to walk up their walk and knock on the door and go, hey, let's fuck Yeah, I saw your pineapple. Hey, can I can I bang the pineapple? I saw your pineapple. <laughs> I saw your pineapple. Either you're making it a cake, yeah, or, or a pizza, or, or a pizza that, that no New Yorker either, wants either, to eat. Either, either you want to get laid, or we're doing pina coladas. Which one is it? Well, you know, in England, you know that grass, that beach grass, it looks like it's got those long stalks, like little England. caterpillars on them. Hold on, John, I have to go take care of my hedge. You know what beach grass looks like? No, uh, beach grass. Smoke. It's long, tall grass, about 18, 24 inches long. And it's got a long Oh, I thought that was called like elephant got little, grass. Got like a little caterpillar looking thing. Yes, on it. yes. Oh, I, yeah. I know yes, what you're yes, talking yeah. about. Yes. Well, if you have that in front of your house in England, it means you're a swinger. They call it swinger's grass. What? Right. Yeah. Swinger's grass. So man. anyway, this is back to the story. This guy is like in his 70s, and he was just arrested by the uh, federal drug and alcohol thing because he had $100,000 worth of Viagra that he was selling. Is it is it illegal? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
legal is well is, is that well, it's a prescription legal? drug yeah oh okay was he like making it himself in the basement i don't know he's probably importing it from first of china. all no from, from china listen the truth china. is is like it's like there's all these other drugs that are like knockoffs of it do you really want a discount hard on if you're gonna take this shit, do I? I want the real. If I mean, I don't need this stuff. You know, I, I mean, I take it just for fun because I. No, I'm just. I don't take it. I've never tried it. But if you are gonna take it, don't you want the real fucking deal? <laughs> Not necessarily. The real deal is like seven dollars a pill. The generic is like a dollar. Hey, John, how do you know that? I yeah. know it because I had our little prostate <laughs> problem for a while. <laughs> uh, I know that because I used to have to stick a finger in my ears to get a high. No. So. <laughs> I used to work for a telemarketing company that sold uh, all natural Viagra stuff. And one yeah. of the ingredients in it was called Tribulus Terrestris. I'm not kidding. Tribulus Terrestris. It would get you going, but it got it got some people really sick. Hey, look, in my day, you took two of those big tongue depressor sticks and a little string by Jung. You got it right there. Okay. What a puppet show. Either that or you formed some kind of an elaborate pulley system. Bajunga. Oh, man. That's, uh, that reminds me of the band Limp Biscuit. Yeah. There's, so there's so many Viagra. There's so many Viagra. You know what? Let me tell you something. Here's, here's the thing it's like, you know, there's there's no cure for cancer basically there's no cure for a lot of these diseases. some fucking executive couldn't get a heart on and there's 14 pills to fucking fix your balls well, it was actually a heart my doctor my doctor said yeah it turned out that it was a blood pressure medicine right it's right. a side effect it That's expands, a nice side it, effect, though. It makes your arteries expand. Or I, I went there for my because my toenails are discolored and I got a heart on hey this is great do you yeah, have toenail fungus Try a Viagra. You know what I loved? You remember the commercials for that? There was like there was a thing for your, your toenails if they're thick and yellow. And part of and, and I love at the end, they always give the, the possible side effects, you know, and one was like, you know, death. And yeah. it's like, I'm not gonna fucking die because I got thick toenails, you piece of shit. Jesus my, Christ. My, my mom things. used to have toenails so thick they, they looked like they looked like uh, Ritz crackers stacked on top of each other. Dude, that's oh, a problem. What a, what, a, what a nice image. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like, am I sick I'm or do I want to put cheese on? I'm going to make a hat that says, I hate Craig's mom. Oh man! Actually, it looked, <laughs> Terry Caravis had a joke wrote that says, you know, you get your grandma with a toe that looks like a lug nut. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. It was it was not appetizing. Oh, lug nut! I don't know. All I know, all I know is that uh, that nature's there's some kind of mistake. It's like you know that it's like I got to cut. A, if they don't cut the toenails, they start to go ingrown, and it's so painful. It's like why would nature do that? Just stop at a certain point. Why do you got to keep bucking with me? We're not using the nails that they were meant for. They're basically the remnants of us having claws. That's what they are. So in other words, at one point, we were all the Wolverine. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I drink White Claw. No, I don't drink White Claw. White Claw, man. So so anyway, uh, what Did was you see that call? story? I'm Have sorry. you noticed all of the uh, Halloween? What story? Wait, wait. There's, wait, a, sto wait. There's a story online. Uh, where uh, this bus driver got fired for drinking a White Claw while she was driving. And her story is she didn't know it was alcoholic. Oh, I was just going to ask you because I wasn't sure. I don't drink, so I don't know. I, I White don't, Claw has I alcohol. Either. I guess White, so. Okay. Yeah, it's alcohol. It's like a spritzer. Right. And she's drinking the White Claw when she's driving your kids around. And she goes, she oh, thought I it was in just an energy drink. 
You, but come on. That's bullshit. You, come you on. You, you, can, you can taste and smell alcohol. I don't give a shit who you are. She you just know. figured when she bought it and they checked her license. And I'll, her be, age, honest. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with of, you. Uh, if I'm driving kids around, I got to be fucking drunk. That's the only way I got. <laughs> I got to be three sheets to the wind if I'm dealing with these little bastards. Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> I love her excuse. She said, I didn't know it was alcohol. The um, truth. Truthfully, that, actually, you know, your your kids are safer with me if I'm drunk because they're fucking in like trouble if I got to put Martin up with them sober. One of the first bits Steve Martin ever did. What? He goes, if you ever get in trouble and you don't know why, you just say, I forgot. <laughs> why did you kill your whole family? I forgot it was illegal. That's right. Or, or fucking Eddie Murphy had a line about it. No, was it Eddie Murphy or somebody? He said, why'd you kill everyone Everyone in the house? He said, good day, was home. It was home. <laughs> he goes. He goes. You haven't paid your income taxes in ten years. Why? I forgot. <laughs> Steve Martin was funny. He was always he was always really consistently funny. funny. He was really funny. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day about that, and one of the reasons why he was so funny was whenever he was on the Tonight Show, right? It was like people just talked about it. Did you see him last night? Because he never did his act. He just always did something funny. Like the one time he came out and he had a full beard and half of it was shaved <laughs> and he walked out like to the left. So you can only yeah. see the beard and he sat down talking to Johnny. Right. And then Ed asked him a question and he turned he had no beard on one side. <laughs> and then another time, which to me was the most brilliant thing he ever did. He came out with two paper bags glued under his eyes, like little paper bags, like four right. eyes that were under his eyes and just made no reference to it. And he's going, yeah, you know, Johnny, I've been working a hard lately. I haven't been getting much sleep. And, you know, it's just been, yeah, it's just been tough. You know, I'm, I feel I'm tired all the time. I may have to go to the doctor, you know, and, clicking you know, the it, pen. Takes, it takes, you know, it physically takes a toll on you and it goes on for like six minutes and he never mentions it. And Johnny goes, well, I can, Johnny's a great, it's straight up man in the world. He goes, well, I can see you have bags on your eyes. And he goes, I have what? <laughs> goes, you think you go through makeup? You think someone would tell you you got paper bags glued on your face? Paper bags glued on your face. Oh, and he was another one when he was really getting pretty famous. He came driving out to the mic to do his stand up in a mini. I'm sorry, in a mini, and he got out of the car and he went to the microphone and he started doing his comedy act, right? And then he got back in the car and drove over to the desk. <laughs> and it was like one of those real little minis and he gets out and he hands Ed McMahon the keys and five bucks. He goes, you don't mind parking that, do you? <laughs> no. And the car goes up to like Ed's knees. You know? Oh man, that's funny. And then he, the first opening line was he goes to Johnny, he goes, yeah, now that I'm successful, uh, I don't do the little things I used to do like a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked his Flydini. That was hilarious. Yeah. Well, there's certain, there were certain guys, but there were certain guys that were huge that I personally, I just, I got, but I didn't get like Andy Kaufman. I never really, I didn't get Andy Kaufman. I thought oh, it was, was like interesting, like, but it was like, yeah, just it was weird. so it was weird. I didn't the, laugh, but I was always fascinated by what he did. Um, yes, um, hats off to the amount of balls it took to do what he did. Like the Mighty a, Mouse, put on great. the Mighty Mouse record and just stand there and do nothing, but you know, then go along. Yeah, balls, his Elvis yes, was a, he had a Elvis great Elvis was impression. good. His Elvis, yeah. Yeah. So back to see more really quick. The first time I worked the Magic Castle, right? Um, it was my dad said I got an offer to work the Magic Castle. It's like forty years ago, 
and I was just really starting to do comedy magic. And my dad said to me, you should really go out and do the magic castle because yeah, you're getting some notoriety on long Island, but if, if your act goes over there, you know, you have something, you know? So I go out there and it's the first time I'm there. I am nervous and I am intimidated and I've never been there. And I'm doing that theater that you guys see me in that, you know, yeah. that, like little theater. And, uh, and it's funny because we're coming back to it 40 years later. It looks like half the size of what I remembered it as. <laughs> and I walk out on stage and I'm doing the meat cleaver thing in my head. And I look in the front row and who's sitting in the front row, but Steve Martin. Wow. Really? And it's like, and it is at the height of Steve Martin mania, you know? And, uh, is this after he did the hanger through the head thing? The arrow. Yeah. The the arrow. Ar- yeah. I used to have yeah. an arrow, right. And, um, and I went into my dressing room and I was like, oh, Steve Martin was here. Oh my God. And he came into my dressing room and he said, man, you were really funny. You really made me laugh, which was like, I called my dad that night. I, go, yeah. I made Steve Martin laugh. My dad goes, when you said, it's good to go. When you, said yeah, he came into your, run, when you said he came into your dressing room, I was going to say, I thought you say that he, he touched you inappropriately, but bring them you know. up. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> You're funny, kid, but that's not going to stop me. Yeah, from you want to get somewhere in this? You want to get somewhere in this business? Bend over. It's time for prison romance. Shut up. <laughs> okay, just to blow my own horn one more time. This is the only other Speaking thing. Of that blow, I think. Sorry. This is really. This is really another. I was just talking to Chris about this today. So Ugh. when I so not to name drop, but my all my friends moved to California. All my surfing buddies, like four of them, three of them are no longer alive, unfortunately. Well, that's not good. But um, they we. So I'm doing the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young reunion tour at the Santa Barbara Movie Theater. So I invite them all to the show. Some of the guys I went to Woodstock with to see Crosby, Stills, Nash, they have no idea. They think I'm an x-ray technician. They have no idea I'm doing comedy. So they get there and they have backstage passes. They come in the back and there's four dressing rooms. It says Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, Ferentino. And they're like, what is going on? Is he in a band now? You know, they had no idea. Is he in a band? They bring him <laughs> they on during Sweet of, Ruby, you know, whatever. Yeah, they thought I was part of it. It's the my band. heart. That's what I hate to lose. <laughs> so Cross. anyway, at the end of the show, I had a great show. And we were all in the dressing room. And my friends are just starstruck. You know, these are guys from Long Island. They've never met anybody famous, whatever. And, you know, and these guys were They lit. never met Richie yeah. Manavini? What? They never met anybody famous. <laughs> they moved before that whole comedy scene took place. Right. So we're standing there, and Graham Nash walks into the dressing room and goes, "Hey, so you're friends with uh, Johnny Boy, right?" And they're like, it's "Graham Nash!" Like Johnny they're going Boy. crazy. You know, they're going crazy. They go, he, "They go, he's very." He goes, "He's very funny." He goes, "I really like him. He's he's a good chap," you know. And then Crosby walks in and goes. So uh, you're going to admit your friends the fucking Ferentino, that scumbag, right? <laughs> My fan friends think he's the best. So if it couldn't get, I, I may have told you, it couldn't get any cooler. My friends are just sitting there, like blown away. And I'm sitting there like trying to be cool. Like, yeah, this happens every day. And with that, Jack Nicholson sticks his head in the door with his glasses on and does a total Nicholson. He goes, pretty fucking funny as he lifts his glasses pretty funny funny boy just like blown away that was like the highlight of their lives it was mine too that's like (laughs) you know that's like all the times i've uh, known uh, pat noswald that's probably the equivalent right there no (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that you know those are those things in let's just drop those names 
Now these are the things. These are those show business moments that you no, know. Like, I know, I know. That Trust you me. know, it's like you're very happy. I mean, two weeks ago, I flew in a private jet with my daughter to Vegas with the Seagulls to see Barry Manilow. We we're in the second now row. you get those moments. We Listen, I... sweet. And I looked at my daughter and I just said, you know, this shit doesn't happen unless you're in show business. No, you know, <laughs> see, I got, nothing. I've got, I've got a bunch of those moments that might not mean anything to anybody, but to me. Like I was yeah. just reminded of the week I were I got to work with um, Kenneth Mars and Julie Newmar. Right. Now, now most people would go, Ken, who the hell is Kenneth Mars? But to oh, me, Kenneth, Kenneth Mars was a fucking genius. I just remember what did you know? Walk on the set, was, didn't know. And there, was that he Malcolm is. in the middle. No, it was a uh, what was a show called Maggie. Uh, oh, okay, and so, yeah. And Julie. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Newmar, there were two, the, the two guest stars that week were Julie Newmar and Kenneth Mars. And I was like, holy, wow. Yeah. Just blown well, away. I mean, I, I saw Harrison Ford at a deli counter once. What was he ordering? I don't remember. I was I was too horrified to say the Indiana Jones special sandwich. Come on, you know he probably has. His he was own ordering sandwich. cold cuts, but I remember. I, I was just staring at him, going, "Oh my god, he's real." Did he have the whip? Was he like, "Those better be boar's head"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they, they, they want to put salami on the sandwich. And went, get it off my sandwich. Yeah, get a little MP3 player <laughs> on his belt that went. I saw I saw when Leo DiCaprio in the same the same it was a Gelson's. I'm not going to say where. I know where. I know where. I was walking down the street once. I was walking down the street once with my friend and this beautiful blonde comes out with this nerdiest looking guy in the world and my friend goes really loud. Look at this Woody Allen looking motherfucker. And it was Woody Allen. <laughs> and he just grabbed her hand and he ran past us and jumped into a car. Look at, what kind of friends do you have that just fucking embarrass people like that? Even if it wasn't Woody Harrell. Just uh, the Woody, Woody Allen oh, come on, you motherfucker. Just, just to go, look at this Woody Allen looking motherfucker. Yeah, you know? Woody Allen. It was so funny. He goes, look at this Woody Allen looking motherfucker. <laughs> Well, when Madonna was on Broadway, she was on Broadway doing. I think it was called. Was it Speed the Plow? Was that the name of the show she did? I, don't I think know. it was. I was, walk, one who saw I was walking I towards know. Broadway, and she passed me along with Ron Silver, who was also in it. So right. I, I mean, I, I the Madonna sighting. It's that was pretty in, impressive. I actually walked past. Me. Well, I'll tell you, you know, like I, like I said, I've done. You want to talk about intimidation? Like I said, I, I, I think I've told you. I read for analyze this, you know, that the, the, the Billy right. crystal, you know, and so it's like, you know, you, you get a call, you got an audition, Mike, you go down. So I go down to the studio, you know, blah, blah, blah. You walk in the door and who, do, who, who am I reading? I'm reading with Harold Ramis, oh, you know, right. so you talk about intimidating. Himself. Then, then there was another time it was, I was reading for a movie and, um, uh, a walk in the office and, and, uh, who was it? What's, what's his, geez, why am I blanking? The guy from Blue Bloods, you know, the older guy who tries to sell you reverse. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. I, I walk in and there's fucking Tom's. And let me tell you, Tom Selleck, I now I'm not, you know, whatever, is probably one of the most handsome and just in person. <laughs> 
I thought, was that not like a gay thing? I mean, I did blow him, but it wasn't like in a gay way. It was just way, a job. Huh? It was just it was a job. I had to ring the bell and I said, Aquaman had a good body. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, have you ever been like, in, there's a few people. Okay, Tom Selleck was one. You you see this guy and you go, wow, I understand why this guy's a star. He has this incredible aura. There was something special. There was Stevie Wonder had that. Um, I'm trying to think. Who, uh, the, you had sex with Stevie Wonder too? No. I didn't oh, have didn't sex with Stevie coming. Wonder. Stevie Wonder said no, but uh, he no. never saw it coming. <laughs> he never saw it coming. I blindsided him. All right, come here, Stevie. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I well, yeah, I was gonna say you you. Uh, I I read with Michael J. Fox, but did he have that like aura? Did you know, like like another? I, I was, Neil, again. Neil Patrick Harris had it. Seriously, it was just something you yeah. go into this different level, and because I because I just I read in their offices on West Fifty Seventh Street, you know, right. and the and the and the, the casting director goes, Craig, go, I'm gonna have you read with one of the producers. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, sure. Come back, you know, I'll call you back in. I'm sitting there. She goes, okay, come in. I come in, and there's Michael J. Fox holding a script. I'm like, what the? And I forgot. Yeah, that was in City. He was a producer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was and on, I was just in a totally different. And like, he laughed, and it was it was great. I was on Some a boat. For, I was working at the comic strip in Fort Lauderdale, and a woman came up to me after the show, and she said, "You're perfect. I want to put you in a movie." Really? And I was, and I got, I was afraid. <laughs> I, was I had a, long hair and a beard. So it was a was weird beat. kind of movie. Was kind of... So yeah, I didn't know what it was. So she, yeah. said, John, your line, your your line, John is. Anyway, hey man, that's little... an exit only. Yeah, they 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 did behind the green door without him. She said it's a legitimate movie, and uh, meet us this pier in the morning. And I got there, and I had to get on a boat with Robbie Benson, Paul Newman, and Wilford Brimley. Well, there and you Paul so Newman, and, and Paul no. Newman had that whole thing that you're talking about. You just looked at him, and you knew he was. You a knew star. you just. It's, there was, yeah, there's you something. You just knew he was a star. Like, like I said, I, I did an episode of, uh, of Harry uh, How and I Met, Son? How I you're, Met you're Your in Mother. You're in Harry and Son. Yeah, my arm. Sorry, Mike. I, no, I, I didn't. I did an episode of of How I Met Your Mother, and Neil. Let me just like I said, Neil Patrick has. He had the same thing. It's like, it's almost like there's you can see the aura. There's a there's something special about certain people, and and I've worked with a lot of huge stars. Didn't have it, but certain people just have it. It's amazing. You're called an asshole by Dennis Franz, which is still my favorite thing that's ever happened to you. And, yeah, and incredibly, not, one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. I love I, Dennis Franz. I, I tell this you, is, this, okay, I'm sorry. No, I was, no, I was just going to say, bring up Dennis Franz. He, when we were doing that scene, it was a pretty complex scene because there was a lot of movement, a lot of whatever. And the, there was a cop who had a line before, in, in between my two line, my lines, and this cop kept blowing his line. I mean, like twenty times, like twenty something times, and and he kept getting the line wrong. And here's Dennis, the guy's a huge star, he's the star of the show. And most of the time, those guys, they'll like, just go, fuck this. I'm going to my trail. Let me know when you can fucking fire this guy and get a new actor. Dennis Franz puts his arm around this guy, takes him for a walk up or down, you know, maybe 30, 40 feet away. And he's talking to him. And, you know, he's just telling him, listen, just relax. But the guy comes back, nails nails the line, does the scene. You know what I mean? Like, the guy didn't have to do that. He took the guy for a walk, calmed him down, got him. That To me, that's that's just a really good man. And that guy was Brad Pitt. Brad I have uh, I have a funny Madonna story. As a friend of mine, I can't tell details, but she worked for MTV. You and, can tell uh, details without saying the guy's name. No, she worked for MTV. Oh, and, Ken Ober. Uh, so anyway, so they were doing the MTV the MTV Music Awards. So they were all assigned to different music groups, 
and she was a big exec so she got madonna and at the time she was still married to sean penn is that long ago wow so they get in the limo and they pull up in front of their condo in new york or apartment whatever it is and sean penn comes down and gets in the car and says so you're uh blah 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 and she says yes and he says listen madonna will be down here in a couple of minutes and there's some ground rules you're not even don't even look at her don't try to talk to her and by any means just just don't pay any attention to her just do not talk to her and she turns to him and says fuck you i should have taken the monkeys (laughs) (laughs) and he starts laughing his ass off and he gets out of the thing and he and he comes down like five minutes later with madonna and she said she couldn't have been any nicer he must have told her what she said there you go that's funny we would get instructions like that so like i said i drove limo for for a couple of years you know when struggling whenever when you're an actor you do whatever and there would be sometimes when they'd say uh, the dispatcher would tell you, you know, you're getting this one. Don't talk to him. Don't unless he talks to you. Don't say anything, because you know some of these guys are just. If I remember correctly, I think Shatner was one of those guys, because I think too many people would call him Captain Kirk or some shit. You know, and so he was like, like don't just leave him alone. Don't talk to him. I can understand Who, that though. I really. Who's can. the female actress that had like vagina perfume or something? Oh, oh that's uh, Gwyneth the Paltrow. candles. Goop. The candles. She scented a candles. Yeah. Like the Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow is considered like one of the most hated actresses in New York. I was reading this article about her that I want to order one of those candles. She had a blister. Though. Wait, listen. She had a blister on her toe, mm-hmm. and she couldn't wear shoes. She had to wear sandals, and she wanted the entire lobby of the hotel evacuated so no one would see her in sandals. I don't believe this shit. I, I think people make this. Oh, shit up. I don't know. She's supposed to be a real bitch. Well, I, I was. Uh, I, I guess was. We'll never have her on the show. I was working at Chiller. At least I have one of her candles on the show. Oh, I was working at Chiller. I was uh, uh, a money man for my friend Dwayne, who's a food. Business Where were you working at Chili's? Chiller. It's chill at Chili's, and I was working. Chili's. I was working the uh, fry. I was working the. I was working the. <laughs> no, and uh, we, uh, no, but it I was. was I was part. I was guy. part. Of, I guess I can't get this. I, I was Craig. part of Craig, the convention. Craig, get it out. Craig, say it. What is yeah, it? Ring that. Craig, would you come on? Get it out. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I was wearing. You know, I'm part of the convention and all that. And we, I, we walked to go to the elevator. Rob Graydon was with me, and they stop us. I said, "Sorry, we have uh, VIPs going into the elevator." And you know, because it's, it's all actors, and you know, uh, I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I'm standing there, and Billy Baldwin walks up and goes on to the elevator. Biggs, there right? you go, man. So That's I scream big. out. I was pissed because I went. I was tired. I went. Billy Baldwin, he's not a VIP. Where's Alec? Is Alec in there? And <laughs> Billy Baldwin stopped and looked at me. Gave me a look that would freaking kill me. That's so funny. <laughs> Who's the? What's the other one's name? That looks fucking psycho. Always plays psychos. What's what's the Baldwin? But what's oh, the, the younger uh, one? I can't think of his name. Fucking douchebag Baldwin. Oh, the, uh, oh, the one. Oh, but he's he's a cool guy. I've talked to him. Uh, he's Stephen right. Stephen Baldwin, isn't yeah, it? He's is it Stephen? I don't know. The one who was in the Usual Suspects. He plays a good That's psycho. He plays Steven. a good psycho. Though, yeah, he's, he, he played. Yeah, he 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 played Barney Rubble too. I think in one of the. But I mean, you know, listen. If you're a Baldwin brother, you got the famous whatever. It's like it's come like on. come on, man. You fucking hand these guys parts. They didn't earn them. They, they, guys they, like us I have mean, to earn them. Alec Baldwin, I could see it, but. <laughs> Come on. What do you got to do? Shoot a fucking person around here to get a putt? Oh, oh hey, come no. <laughs> That's so wrong. 
So anyway, I'm glad we stuck to the topic and yeah, we were talking about the. Uh, the name of the show is "Dangerous Spooky Stuff Inside." So far, it's been pretty unspooky. Well, I know it's well, like well, fucking all the Halloween stuff. We, we have to look been out for a month already. Let me add one question though before we get to if we go on to that. If we go on, do to you this. hate? I fucking hate pumpkin spice anything. Me too. Oh, I'm with you. I hate it. I hate it too. People go, oh, it's Halloween pumpkin spice coffee. I go, oh, oh my I god, can top that. I've never had it. Good for you, oh, man. Good Jeez, for you. It's just fucking terrible. It's horrible, and they just make oh. up. Everyone makes a big deal of it. It's like, no way. I, I have used pumpkin spice lube. So does that count? Put it on yourself. So no, it doesn't. Count. <laughs> How many gay jokes can I sneak in here? Speaking Why of, is it gay? I, you, speaking, I had to fit through uh, tight space. Yeah. Speaking of spooky stuff. <laughs> speaking of spooky stuff. Uh oh, you ready for the spooky stuff? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just got all depressed. Know? No, what do you yeah. guys want to know? Well, no, we were talking about like uh, uh, you know uh, your your thing with the um, the Waverly your show. You do that show, uh, uh, do Spirits Return, which is a it's a. I'm, I'm telling you, I have not had the privilege of seeing it yet, but I'll tell you what. I really want to see it. It's all about the uh, the Waverly. Well, you tell him, John. Well, I, saw, you, the, I saw the video. The video that you sent us was amazing. Okay, so um, well, I'll just tell you how I do it. Well, maybe explain the Waverly, like what it is. Yeah, first no, I will explain you, the whole thing. Yeah. Hey, before I start explaining to you what this whole new act is about, I'm going to play this audio clip that really explains what happened at the Waverly and what it's all about. Welcome to the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. This Gothic-style building is an uneasy presence tucked away in the backwoods of Kentucky. Known as one of America's most haunted places, stone gargoyles stand watch by its entrance. Their silhouettes cast shadows, their eyes cast curses. It was built to treat tuberculosis patients, though overcrowding and understaffing failed both the hospital and its unfortunate patients long before the epidemic came to an end. Since then, Waverly has been abandoned by the living, though many of its doomed patients never had the opportunity to leave, even in death. But mortality rates, the death tunnel, regular suicides, inhumane surgical experiments, and sounds of unbearable agony as patients scream themselves into early graves. It's perhaps no surprise that today the crumbling hospital has an abundance of paranormal phenomena. Tonight. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We will be reaching beyond the veil that separates us from the dead to call upon the tortured souls who still wander the halls of the Waverly Hills Sanatorium.
Okay, so I started doing a show called Do Spirits Return? And it was based on a show that I had seen with Michael Corbinero and this guy, Eugene Berger. And I loved magic. I mean, I've been doing magic my whole life. And the bottom line is, when you see magic now, there's so much magic on TV and so much magic on the internet that when you see a good magic trick, you go, that's a good trick. You yeah. don't really think the guy has does magic. Absolutely. So my whole theory about putting this show together was if I could take... Are you playing that music because I can't hear it? I can't um, hear it either. I am playing it. I'm, I'm bringing it up a little while. Um, well, anyway, I don't want to drown you out. My dog no, is my hearing whole, it. But... My whole theory was that if I could come up with a complete 40 or 90 minutes worth of magic effects that no one's ever seen before right? and put together a ghost story with it people would walk out of there if it was strong enough and say what well, could be and that's all you can hope for you know what i mean right so the well, name yeah, of the show a, is, i think it's a brilliant idea for a show so the name of the show is called do spirits return and i come out and i go um my name is john fortino and welcome to the spirits return and i said up until recently i would have told you no but now honestly i'm not that sure because the research that I did, I found out that there's something called a trigger object. Mm -hmm. A trigger object could be anything. It could be a necklace. It could be uh, a coat, a hat, a box, something that somebody that passed on once possessed, and they still have something they want to tell, a part of their story. So they've attached their spirit to it. So, so when like you when you see this, the the trigger object, that means the spirit's in the room or something, or. Well, I don't, I don't really understand. I don't really know what it means. Right. What I'm saying is, if you hold the object in your hand, we still can't hear any music. But oh, way. you connect. Oh, I see. I see. So, like, so if you, yeah, so when you hold the object, the object it, you connect to the hand, spirit. You. It's not like you hear a voice in your head like a crazy person. Right. Or it's not like you see a ghost. Because if I see a ghost, I'm out of that room before anybody <laughs> yes. else is. No, I. I it's that. sort of like a memory of a distant dream. Does that make okay. any sense? Yeah, but you yeah, can yeah. hear their own story in their own words. Because because your people do leave like psychic energy onto objects, right? And, and right. It's like, exactly. So I got exactly. now. I, I understand what you're saying now. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I never believed in spirits. I never believed in supernatural ever. And I had a normal childhood. I grew up on Long Island. Played sports. Um, went to Albert Einstein College of Medicine. Got a degree in radiology graduated i was working at albert einstein college of medicine and after three years one day on the way to work i decided i can't do this anymore and went in gave him my notice and went home and became a stand-up comedian and god <laughs> were my parents thrilled yeah that's that's quite a jump from one thing to another <laughs> oh but yeah i had a pretty successful career i mean you know i got to perform for two u.s presidents i worked with crosby stills and ash for 10 years actually one one president john you've only worked for him right well two but one technically <laughs> and um so anyway i was working at the louisville comedy club and the owner said to me tomorrow i'm going to take you to the most haunted place in america it's called the waverly sanatorium and let me just backtrack a second. The only thing out of the ordinary in my childhood was I'd frequently have this dream that I was in a room full of boxes. Right. And like, and I, I can't say I had this dream once or twice. I had this dream a lot. That's and strange. 
I always go to the room. There was one box in the corner of the room that I was always drawn to. And no matter how many times I got to that box, I couldn't open it up. Was it a dream or would you say it was a nightmare? It was a dream. It was a dream. It was a dream. I wasn't scared. I was in this room and I'd go to this box and it was a dream. I'd go to rip it open. I'd wake up. I go to lift it up. I'd wake up. I never could see what was in the box. Never could get into the box. Right. So, (laughs) yes, Greg, that's been a problem. (laughs) So, yeah, Craig, the music is like kind of intermittent. We don't really hear it at all. Well, I hear it really loud. I don't. I don't want it to overwhelm you, like you know, with the sound. Yeah, that was so funny. Just says came up loud. It thundered here. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so where were John? You couldn't get so, into the. Yeah, the, you'd wake up. You'd wake up before you'd see the contents of this right, box. Right, right. And you know, and it's something that I just kind of got used to and never really thought much about it. You know, what I mean, it was just like oh, right. the dream again. You know. Right, right. So I was working at the Louisville Comedy Club, and the owner said, "Tomorrow, I'm going to take you to the most haunted place in America. It's called the Waverly Sanatorium." And the Waverly Sanatorium is in Louisville, Kentucky, and it was built during the um, tuberculosis, tuberculosis pandemic. Which, what years were that? Which is that like started in the like late 30s and ran through, I guess, probably the beginning of the 60s, late 50s, once right. antibiotics were invented, they it kind of went away. But this hotel this hotel it was almost like because there was so many people um the waverly had eight floors now five floors and in four years eight thousand people died wow and it's such a haunted place yeah the hospital administration said it's an out and out lie there's only six thousand like that would make it so much better yeah i know it's like what a difference yeah and (laughs) So back then, the only cure that they had for tuberculosis were um, they felt sunshine. So all the rooms would kind of look out onto big windows, but the people would line up hallway to hallway. Once you worked at the Waverly Sanatorium, you weren't allowed to leave. Nurses, doctors, they had to live there. They had their own post office. Now, did most of them wind up getting tuberculosis? Probably. This is the weird part. Yes. Yes, going to work there was eventually going to be a death sentence. Here's a dumb question: Is now though some people survived? Was that a total death sentence? Some people did survive tuberculosis. Yes, right? yes, some people did. Um, the crazy part about this whole thing was that they um, my computer's getting darker. Sorry, I'm gonna make it a little bit brighter. The crazy thing about this whole story was. And although there was a strict regulations about you couldn't leave if you worked there, right? Every day at four o'clock they had visiting hours. It's so stupid. So people came in and, and they didn't realize got tuberculosis and spread it outside. Yeah, they didn't realize it was airborne. They thought it was from contact. Uh, so they, the morgue in the place was very very tiny. So they had a supply chute that went from the sixth floor down to uh, ground level where the trucks oh. could pull up and they could so they at just the, slide bodies down a friggin well chute. it became like they called it the death chute oh that's gross they, they would line up the stretchers from top to bottom in this hallway and wait for the what if they got stuck um, <laughs> somebody would have to go down with like a plunge that's like a chimney sweep I got yeah, think that. right so anyway, the guy says to me, I'm going to, take you to the Wave- I'm going to take you to the Waverly Sanatorium. Right. So I go, I don't believe in spirits. I don't believe in ghosts. And he goes, all right, well, 
going to come. It's going to be really cool. Bring your camera because I do a lot of photography. Right. So I went there and I got there and he said to me, uh, why don't you wait on the stairs? I'm going to go park the car. It's really hot out. So I'm sitting on the stairs and I see these three college girls. They go up to the door. They start giggling. They run down. They go up. They start wriggling. They go. And this goes on about three or four times. And finally I go, what's going on? And they go, I know it sounds stupid, mister, but we're afraid to go in there because we heard it's haunted. Right. And I said, well, make you feel better if I went in with you. And they go, you don't mind? I go, no, not at all. Oh, so Johnny, hanging them. out the old college girls. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Me and Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> yeah. So we went in there and we got inside and they were kind of giggly and they were like, then they were really embarrassed when we got in there, you know? Right. And the one girl said to me, I'm really sorry to bother you. I guess it's really stupid to come in here, you know, being afraid, thinking that it was haunted. And I said, hey, you know, think nothing of it. I used to be afraid to come into places like this when I was alive. And then I walked out the door. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the nice man. Music girls. <laughs> oh, damn. Now, so, now, didn't you also have a, an issue? I don't know if I'm skipping ahead in your story, but didn't you have, also have an issue with the Ouija board? Yeah, yeah. That'll Who's come, clicking wait, the pen? So wait, so I go, I go through this whole thing. The first thing I went to was the operating rooms. That's where I used to work in the hospital. Right. And it was really creepy and it was really abandoned. And if you want to see any of these pictures, I have a website. It's called WaverlySeance.com. You can go see all these pictures. So I went there and then I went to the hallway where the pe- patients used to be. And then did I went you, to- Did you slide down the chute? Well, I went down the death chute and it is scary. <laughs> you went it down is, the chute? Yeah. When I say yeah. death chute, it's a tunnel. I mean, it's not like a, not like oh, a laundry okay. shoot. Oh, you gave me the wrong impression. I thought it was like a shoot that you just shoot. slide no, no, the body on. No, yeah, no, no. Like, like a water slide no, no, for no, dead it's, people. It's, it's okay. like eight by eight. It's like eight by okay, eight. Okay, thank you. That makes a little makes it a however, little better. Man, I want to see the dead bodies going down there. However, the stretches were lined up on both sides of it, all the way from the sixth floor down to the... Right. I mean, you know, they were saying that there were like 50, 75 people dying a day. Wow. So I went through this whole big thing and I went to this room and I went to that room and I went to the morgue. And the morgue was really tiny. The morgue had like eight drawers. That's why they had to use the tunnel. And I got all the way down and then I went downstairs and I went into the last room. In the last room, man, I couldn't believe it. I opened the door and I walked in. It was a room from my dream, a room filled with boxes. Oh, come on. Really? I swear. And I was. It like really took me back. I was like, "Holy I shit. shit!" I would have shit my like I've been here before, you know. <laughs> right. So I had to go straight to the box, right? Right. That, um, you know, the box from my dream, kind of like half this, kidding, you know. This is but weird, I was, man. I was walking along and I was rubbing my hand along the boxes. Some were kind of dusty, and they were. Yeah, it was it's Kentucky in the summer and it's warm and. All the boxes felt kind of warm. I get to the last box, the box of my dream, it feels ice cold. And then this guy comes out in a white lab coat and he says, listen, everything in this room is for sale. You know, these are all artifacts from the Waverly and wow. uh, put a bit on it and whatever. I didn't care if this box cost $1,000. I had to find See, out. See, I was getting was. a weird, I was I was on a different vision of this place. I thought it was like abandoned, but it's uh, so. It is abandoned. Actually... No, it is totally abandoned. Okay. Totally abandoned, but they, you know, they're, but they have they a gift was, shop, but they have a gift shop. They have a Halloween decor center. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, down what they did was they took everything. 
eventually, originally they wanted to do is level the place and make it like a Christ Redeemer statue. Right. They lost funding. These other guys bought it and they want to make it a hotel, a haunted hotel. Like, who the hell wants to stay there? Well, you know what? That's big money, though. No, those are, are a lot of people that are into that kind of weird yes. shit, you know? So I can see but selling anyway, off the yeah, artifacts. So yeah. They, so they were selling off. I mean, there was stuff like desk chairs. Um, there was boxes of like nurses' outfits, I guess, and stuff. Bandages and, and shit. Bandages and stuff. <laughs> so I bought this box, right? And I, off, you know, I put it on a bid. It was like $200. I got the box. We finished the tour and then we stopped by, and the guy said, Hey, your box is ready. So hey, how box. many times have I heard that? I bought the box and I brought it back to the hotel room. And it was like, it was bizarre, man. It was like, it was like a kid on Christmas. What was in the box? I man? opened up the box and you know what was in it? What? Crap. Nothing. And Nothing. I thought there'd be some cool shit to sell on eBay or whatever. And there was an old lab coat that said Dr. King surgery. There was a box. There was a surgical tray with a bunch of stuff in there. <laughs> um, stuff um another wooden box right an old doll that's um, so weird because i mean i i had a dream one of my night i consider it a nightmare but it was i was always i was in this uh, like you remember like indiana jones when they put the ark in that warehouse that never ended. Right, right, like, right, right this it was that empty but nothing but tires and i could never right. it was like a maze of tires from ceiling to floor to ceiling and i could never find my way out that was that was one of my friggin' night. That was a nightmare, a reoccurring nightmare as a kid. Tires, wow. tires of all things, tires. I have no clue why to this day. Well, the crazy part was, I first thought there was a bunch of crap, you know, and right. I was like kind of disappointed. I don't know what I expected to find in there, but you know, after like after waiting like sixty years to open the box, <laughs> unless there was diamonds in there, it was going to be disappointing. But anyway, that's how it started. When I held this crap in my hands, right. I felt something. I don't know. Like, I felt like the story. I heard people's stories. Wow. So I did a lot of research. And, like, to give you an idea, I found this one box, right? And inside the box was a pair of glasses, an old watch, a nurse's tag, um... Like what? You, oh, like uh, the identification glasses. Yeah. A pair of a pat. Let me say there was three things. There was a patch, a pair of glasses, an ID, right. and um, I don't know. I don't remember what the third thing was. But anyway, it's four objects in this box. Right. And I look at the box, and one of the objects in there was uh, an ID that said Mary Hillenberg. Mary Hillenberg. So I looked up Mary Hillenberg. Now, was that a nurse or was that a and patient? It was a nurse. It was her ID. Wow. It was her ID. And so I, I, it was like, so what got me to that box, right? So then the research that I did was, it turned out she was a 22-year-old nurse mm -hmm. that worked there. She was very attractive. She, um, not with a name the like nurse's that. Nurse's patch, the nurse's patch was really well-worn. Right. But on one side said some school. And I looked up, apparently that's where she went to nurse's school. Right. And then on the other side was her RN patch that she wore on the, her uniform. And then was a watch in there. And apparently in the story that I read, 
Her father had given her that watch when she became a nurse because nurses need a good watch. Yeah. And there was these really, like, antique glasses. You know what I mean? That looked like like uh, Mrs. Roosevelt would have worn them, you know? <laughs> and it started saying that those were glasses. But she was happy to say she never had taken a picture with those glasses on. Right. Plus, she was 22. Vanity doesn't let her right, go. Right, right, right. And... And glasses back then weren't very stylish, you know? Right, right. No, definitely not. So, yeah, it was... um, But then I... Then I got, like, this dark feeling about it. And I don't know what it was. And and then it kind of stopped. Now, this is after you got it home? Or this was in the Waverly? This This is like... okay. Yeah, this is like... Did you you get a weird feeling at the Waverly? Like, did you feel like the death and the spirits and all that? No, I just... Because I I know you, you don't believe it. You you don't believe in that stuff, mostly. Yeah, I was just really curious. I was really curious what was in the box. And I guess then, the first time I went through the box, I go, oh, this bunch of crap, you know? Right. So, anyway, um, I held the objects in my hand. I felt happiness, like, a really happiness, and then really despair, and then nothing. So you go on the internet and you start looking up stories about Mary Hilger, like documented stuff. It turns out, and then I told you I found the lab code and it said Dr. King's surgery. Right, right. So finding the Dr. King's surgery lab code is sort of like finding the Tom Brady card if you were collecting <laughs> football cards. His rookie, rookie card. A rookie card, yeah. <laughs> because he apparently was a major figure in this Waverly and he's a little right. shady. So it turns out that she fell in love with this Dr. King. And on the romantic music, Craig. And Uh. for for six months, they (laughs) dated, and then she became pregnant. Ooh. And then she told him that she was pregnant, and he just cut her off completely. Wow, Dr. King. And then he put her on the night shift, and then when she was on the night shift... And she was always upbeat and people always said, oh, you know, she had the great zest for living and she was always like the happiest person in the world. She had to work in the night shift because night shift, you had as many patients as the day shift, only with like half the people. Except it, except it was dark. It was dark. <laughs> and so anyway, she was in room 504 and they found her hanging by her neck oh. from, a, from a sprinkler pipe. Oh, that's nice. Looked and, like uh, it was an uh, accident. It was an accident. And then I think Dr. King had wait, something wait, wait. to do this with that. This is the weirdest. This is the weirdest. Yeah. And I got this image that Dr. King. That's so weird to even talk about. That Dr. King tried to make up to her and bought her this perfume. I thought you say like bought her a fucking rope. Bought a perfume. <laughs> wait. And she says, "No, I say she says this is. I don't know. I I can't explain it." But she said she took one whiff and she knew it was chloroform. Wow. And then the next thing she said, she never woke up. So these messages you're getting, not not any kind well, of... Well, like, yeah, thing. then this I is... do research and I find out that they found her hanging by her neck in a room. Right. Room, And they, the room is the most haunted place in the Waverly. There's actually photos, if you go online, of a woman like ghost looking so, so you're so you're of, saying so you're saying that this dr king murdered her basically well that's yeah, it was never proven. he didn't hang herself allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly 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 um but anyway 
then her friend Mary. Right. And and this is why they keep one of the images I keep getting, or one of the voices, whatever it is, is she keeps the only thing she talks about is how she's so sorry about Mary. Then I read that Mary, who was her friend, right, got assigned to the night shift, and she was assigned to that room, and she said she couldn't go in. The- With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. room because she could hear the cries of a newborn baby, an unborn baby, and Mary. And she ended up wow. jumping from the floor to her death. This is creepy shit, man. This it is, is like man. I should yeah, be eating is. candy. I should be eating candy corn like fucking while I'm listening to this. I feel like it's <laughs> you know, these Halloween kind of like <laughs> So yeah, I mean the stories are endless. I mean, and there's a story about another little boy named Timmy who both yeah. parents had died of tuberculosis. Yeah. Right. And um both they had both died of tuberculosis and she really liked the little kid because he was a little wise ass. He was always cracking jokes. And Dr. King hated him. Mm. And Dr. King was watching the kids at a playground on the roof. And all of a sudden, little Timmy miraculously fell off the roof and died. What? Mm-hmm. And it was called Tra- Tragedy at the Waverly. And I have a newspaper article. I looked that up. I found a newspaper article. And it says that he fell to his death. And... um you know how so, many people must have died in the old days and it was just an accident, but it you know, yeah. it wasn't an accident. I can safely say fuck Dr. King. Can I say that? She, she yeah, she took yeah, the music was this. She took the music box home just to remember and she had a picture of Timmy and she put it on her mantle. And like weeks turned into months and months turned into years of all the hundreds of kids she had taken before. And she started losing the memory of Timmy and she couldn't understand why. <laughs> And then one day, because she used to play with Timmy every day at 2 o'clock, and one day at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, the music box started playing in her house. Oh. So she ran over to the music box and opened the lid to make it louder. And as the, you know, the music, and this is what I feel, the music filled her ears and tears filled her eyes, and the memory of Timmy came back like, like there had no time at all passed. And just as the music started... The music stopped suddenly. She went over to the box to wind it up. When she opened the box, the box was just filled with broken pieces. This totally reminds me of like campfire stories we used to tell when I was like, uh, right. so, "Oh my gosh!" I'm, I'm so wait, so wait. This is this is the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. So she said she knew that Timmy was okay because she had a dream. She was driving that she woke up in the middle of the night and she passed a wool. She says, "I think it was a dream. It may have been a visitation." And she decided. But she said she wrote about this in a journal. There was two journals. Christmases for kids. She said that she woke up and she was standing in a field. So she bought the kid in the middle of the field. Off the distance, the you can see hundreds of kids and adults um, walking with white robes, and the kid carrying candles, saying, hugging the doll. So she fought her way through the crowd. She got to the, the road, 
And she looked way and up. She didn't have the nerve to tell her child walking that she was probably never going to get lit there. Or probably never. Yeah. As he got that's, closer, that's, she pushed that's away from the crowd. That's yeah. And she keeps saying, "Listen, when I get there, she ran out of home with Timmy. I can't believe." So she gets a call that like your candles January. That there's been lit. a fire at the Waverly. And he looked at her, her name and the wooden structure Hill, went up Hill, really quickly Hill and she had to get to work. Mm-hmm. And so she, she got to work and, said, and as she was walking down the I'm hallway, it was all burnt. Lit, but and um, there was like debris on the floor and she reached okay. into the debris and there was the it's doll. A, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Mm. And, and the other one she ran to the her, the kid's room and she thought the kid maybe had escaped and had escaped. When she pulled back she the covers, so the kid was in the bed holding the nurse's call bell, and she had died of smoke inhalation. Oh, uh, And thank you for cheering well, me up today, well, listen, John. Doctor King said <laughs> it was smoke inhalation. No need for an autopsy. No need for anything else. Yeah, I trust that guy. Doctor King is kind of fishy. Yeah, he. Yeah, it was like a knife through the head. No, look, it's it's uh, it was smoke inhalation. So wait, so she she gathers up some stuff to remember Anne. She takes the doll home with her. And as she's leaving the hospital, she looks at the doll and said, well, I guess you're finally going to come home with me. And that's when the shit happens. Mm. That night, she puts the doll on the shelf in her room. And the doll falls over for no reason and gets a big crack in the arm. Next morning, she's getting ready for work. She notices a crack in her, like a you know, a scratch, deep scratch right. in her arm. She's going away for the weekend. She always puts her keys in a certain spot. Goes to leave to go away for the weekend. Can't find her keys. They're under the doll. So My name is Talking Tina, and you so better she, be nice to me. <laughs> so she keeps a journal of all this weird stuff that's happening. And she's saying, right. I got to throw the doll away. But for some reason, I feel like I can't because the little girl is attached to this doll and I can't just abandon her again. Right. So finally she takes the doll, she wraps up, she puts it in her closet and she writes in the journal all night long. I heard the muffled cry of a young girl. So she takes the doll out again and says, if anything else happens, it's the last straw, you know? So she's lighting a candle for a dinner and she's a tear roll down the doll's eyes. Oof. Goes down her cheek. So then the last entry in her journal says, she's so weird. She goes, I know I don't sleepwalk. I know I don't get up at night to go to the bathroom once I go to sleep. This morning when I woke up lying next to me in the bed was a cold, lifeless doll. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, John, do spirits return? Wait, so the final thing is... <laughs> The final thing on this is this will blow you away. So in 1968, they decided that they were going to put up a plaque in the lobby, a bronze plaque of all the people that worked there. Of the, the Waverly Sanitarium. Yeah, everything from the orderlies, the nurses, and the doctors. Okay. So they asked everybody to send in, you know, they asked the administration to send in the IDs of everybody that ever worked The records there. of everyone who's yeah. ever worked there, right. So, two weeks later, they get a letter from the AMA, the American Medical Association, saying there's no record of any Dr. King. Really? So, they think, wow, this is a little weird. It's probably clerical error. They send it off to the Kentucky Board of Licensing. Right. 
week later, same thing. No maybe in Kentucky, maybe in Kentucky, you didn't need a license to be a doctor. <laughs> How you doing? I'm the doctor. No, no, rec- no record. Of, no <laughs> record of a Dr. King. Right. right? <laughs> so now they're really concerned. They send it off to the FBI. Within three days, they get back a positive match of a Robert Kingsley, a convicted escape murderer from Ooh, the Kentucky nice. Board of right, from the Kentucky Board of Corrections, whose only medical training was he once worked as an orderly in the operating room. This is and just was, too friggin' weird, man. It was this never is just... seen from again. So, so, so they believe that this man, this murderer, was posing as a doctor Chief in the of hospital. surgery. Wow. And he was like, there it's... when Timmy fell off the roof. He was there when Mary got hung. He was there when he declared that kid died of smoke inhalation, although there was no smoke in the uh, room. It's this freaking weird, man. It's, and, that's, it, uh... it reminds me of that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he pretended to be a doctor, only he wasn't gruesome. Well, everyone everyone thought he was the doctor because he was like the only one with a full set of teeth. He must be the doctor. There uh, you go. You got teeth. Always that catch me if you can, right? Yeah. So we're 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 about out of time, John. Just letting you know that everybody. Oh knows. man, look at Craig just cutting you off, man. Just telling the John. No, it's the end. I mean, no. I, I, he said. I, I, I said. He, I was going to say he'd be timed it perfectly. Oh, hold on, man. I've been fun. Let me get my razor blade so I can cut my wrists after this show. All so right. listen, anybody, anybody who's listened to this stuff, if, you know, go to the internet, look up the Waverly Sanatorium. Um, Look at the story. Tell the stories I just told you. You'll see that they're true. I didn't make this stuff up. And um, and if you ever get to Kentucky, I'm going to be there actually in November, and I'm going to go to the Waverly for the first time. Um, ah, so you've uh, so I thought you were there first time since. Well, you I mean, mean since time, yeah, since time, yeah. all this stuff happened. You know oh what I mean? man! Wow. Oh, I'll tell you uh, what. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I would friggin' honestly not want to step foot anywhere near that place that just from what you've described i got no desire not i got no desire to go to kentucky period but i mean <laughs> just but to go to that place i don't think so well i mean I, i'll tell you i went to another place my daughter got me um vip passes hard hat tour to the abandoned hospitals on ellis island well, I mean, I, well, I used to hang out at Roosevelt Island. I used to go when it was called Blackwell Island when I was a kid. We used to hang out in all the abandoned hospitals on the end of the on the end of the island. And I yeah. think they were also like uh, psychiatric hospitals. I don't think it wasn't tuberculosis, but it was a. Uh, so I'm abandoned, sure there's a lot of a lot of spirits there. I'm sure abandoned I'm hospitals sure. are creepy as fuck. I actually shot a movie in one, and you know, just walking down those halls, just creepy as shit. And it echoes. So what was the movie called? Else. What was it called? Timmy on uh, the roof. Alice. It's called. Oh, Alice. Yeah. I got Timmy on the roof. Man. Yeah, Timmy, Timmy, <laughs> dude. It's like da, 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 da. we have Timmy on the roof. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something freaky. Is in the box was this alarm clock that is all rusted and the gears are like hanging out and right. no hands on it or anything. And there's no mechanism in this thing whatsoever, right? Mm-hmm. And no one knows exactly what time Mary died when she hung, and because the sprinkler sprinkler pipe broke, so I, we can only imagine that this rusty clock may have been in the room. Oh boy! And one night, we were—I got this vision that she died at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it on a piece of paper. 
Barry died 8 p.m. and the fucking clock rang. (laughs) (laughs) That's just too weird, man. There's nothing in it to make it ring. There's the gears are hanging out. The spring is broken. There's John, let me ask you though: Were you maybe chewing on some edibles at that time a little bit? No, little wacky weed, John. No, little Joker. I wish some acid, maybe some brown acid from which? If the dog rolls over, we'll all be dead. (laughs) So yeah, so in the show, I mean. Lots of weird stuff. Wow. Happened, so man. this is weird, man. This went by fast. This is freaking, it's like, feels like we're just starting the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, even though it's not official, that this would really qualify as a Halloween show, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Spooky, yeah. spooky stuff inside, man. Yeah, very spooky. Very spooky. So, so if you come to the show, there's two things that happen that are pretty cool. Um, oh, we, we didn't get to, I know, that, do we have two more minutes? If I have a weed. So basically, I always go to people. How many people here ever try to get in contact with the dead and nobody raises their hand? How many people are married? Just ask how many people are married. I go, how many people? How many people ever ever use one of these? I hold up a Ouija board and all the hands go up. And weird stuff happens with this Ouija board. The thing moves by itself when they ask spirits. Right, right. And now I've lost it. I can't find it. Wow. You know what, John? You should contact a psychic about where your Ouija board is. Or get another Ouija board and ask it like you tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it's a Ouija board. Well, I know we've, we've where been. Where are you, board? Craig and me right. both have weird. We I don't think we have time to tell them, but we have weird. I had a weird. Um, I could tell mine real quick. Craig, I can do you, mine Craig? quick, too. Yeah. So mine, mine was just we were playing with the Ouija board, and I asked it uh, what time the pizza would be here. We're drunk. We're smoking. We're high. And it said 917, and at 917, exactly the stroke, the fucking door rang, and there was the pizza. <laughs> and, it blew me. and so I asked the Ouija board, I, I asked it when, you know, how old I'd be when I when I would die. And it said, uh, it put out 34, and then spelled out drugs. And wow. I got so I got sober just before I turned 34. I wow. think that maybe, I didn't consciously remember that the Ouija board had told me that, but maybe it was a subconscious thing, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. I, was, I was at a party and they, these two girls were on a Ouija board and I asked them, well, is I, am I ever going to be uh, a working a working actor? Am I ever going to be on a TV show? And it said, yes. And I said, when? And went later. I go, when later? And I, I said, uh, I started giving ages and I said like 60, 70, uh, like Grandpa Walton. And it went, yes. That's when it said yes. And then I said, who is this? And it started to p- spell out Philip, P. H I L and I, I got cold sweats because my mother's father died in 1968 and he right. would always call me Philip. So they, these girls, so you're, but that. so you're, wait, how is it makes sense? He always called you Philip. If you're Phil, if you're Philip, then how is Philip talking to you? That was, weird. no, no, no. That means he's calling me Philip. Oh, I, I see. I see. Wow. Yeah, that's, I, that's like weird, when they yeah. started to spell out Philip, I was like, how would they know that? He used to do it to, you know, hey, Philip. I go, my name's Craig. Hey, Philip. I used to get a little irritated. When I, That's, I would get irritated, too. Like, my grandfather just called me like, hey, Frankie. Yeah, I, excuse me. My name I is actually Mike. Thought, I actually thought about making that my stage name at one point because of that. But no, it's. You uh, called yourself uh, Philip Magnesia. Philip's Magnesia. Milk of Ma- Philip Milk of Magnesia. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So anyway, if you go to my website, I'm going to give myself a plug. It's uh, www.waverlyseance.com. They sent a paranormal investigator from the Waverly to my show to debunk it, and now he's my promo. 
Wow, there you go. that's cool. That's He's cool. like, I went to John Ferentino's show, and I was freaked out, and uh, I'm a paranormal investigator. I want to see your, not only your show, but I want to see freaking your show, and I want to see Lindsay's show, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lindsay's so, show is going to be huge. Uh, all right, John, we're way over time. Yeah, all we right. better. So let's say goodbye to uh, Craig Mitchell. Hey, bye-bye. Let's say goodbye to Mike Grief. Hey, I got to get out of here, man. I got to go to the gym and get beautiful. What do they have? A plastic surgeon there? <laughs> That's cute, gentlemen. Let me tell you, I got a cute little story about that. It starts with you saying that, it ends with you in the emergency room. <laughs> it's a cute story. I think you're gonna like it. Let's let's sit back and listen. Take a hike, magic boy. I think Doctor I think Doctor King Doctor King has possessed Mike. That's there you go. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Glad way to end on a laugh. We'll right. see you next week. Peace. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.